Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. So the title of the message today is Renewing Your Mind to God's Invisible Thoughts. Renewing Your Mind to God's Invisible Thoughts. What's going on in your mind is so very important. Your mind is like a garden. It needs to be, and a garden needs to be cultivated, doesn't it? The soil needs to be plowed. There needs to be watering, and good seeds need to be planted in that soil. Weeds need to be pulled. What does your mind look like? inside? Is it a beautiful garden that everyone would be delighted and impressed by if we took a a tour of your mind and what's going on in your mind? Or would it be something that all of us might be, or maybe especially you, might be embarrassed by? You know, is it beautiful plants with things like thoughts of God's love, God's word, and there's no weeds around, God's ideas, God's vision, and positive thoughts, or is it things that are negative, and there's weeds everywhere, and it hasn't been taken care of? You know, Have you noticed with everything in life, we have to, to tend to things. We have to take care of things, but I think a lot of times we think, well, th- I don't need to do that with my mind. We just let it coast and do its, and just ex- accept and receive every thought. But that's not so. We've got to tend to and renew, the Bible says, renew our minds. And so thoughts that have become weeds uh, need to be taken out, or the lesser plants need to be taken out and replaced with good ones. Another way to look at your mind is that it's like a city, and you are the mayor of this city called your mind. The question is, if you're the mayor of your mind, are you letting criminals run through the streets and rob and steal and create darkness everywhere? And does fear prevail in the city of your mind? Or is your city well-managed, full of light, beauty, and a place where peace reigns? You know, law enforcement has to take care of these things or... It becomes overrun. We've been seeing, we've been watching that in the news, haven't we? And things get out of control. The same is true in your mind. You are the manager of your mind. You are the mayor of the city called your mind. When the person is born again of the Holy Spirit, a profound transformation takes place, and it works by the Spirit of God from the inside out. We are born again and spiritually reborn. And from there on out, the Bible says that we need to get healed. We need to get delivered, delivered in the area of our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, the choices that we make. All of those 
get transformed once we surrender our lives and give our lives to Jesus. It, does, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, something, it's a process where we have to work through a lot of the things of our new born-again nature and let our lives be transferred, even our bodies uh, need as you work from the inside out our bo- bodies have to line up with the fact that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed and this process of renewing our mind and practicing renewing our mind is a lifelong pursuit to have our minds renewed according to our born again nature our mind being renewed is so vitally important to our ability to receive from God. Our invisible God has invisible thoughts that he wants to bring to you and me, but it takes a renewed mind to be able to receive those thoughts. So I got a little story here. A pastor's young son who was in the fourth grade came to him and asked him, not to me, but he said, Dad, don't be mad, because uh, he wanted to ask him a personal question and a direct question. This happened to be about his father, who was a pastor, about his personal life with the Lord. So the father said, ask away, ask whatever you want. Well, the kid said, you tell your congregation that you spend time with God and that he talks to you when you meet him. So I've been listening to you when you're in your study. And when, the, when you say that you are meeting with God, and I've never heard God talk to you, but you tell the church that he talks to you. Dad, are you lying to the church? I just want to know. Uh, and you can, tell, you can tell me. Uh, I love the heart of this kid. because you can tell me, and I won't say anything to them. I won't say anything to the church. And so the father was taken back, and he wanted to answer his son correctly, so he quickly prayed, and God gave him this answer. He says, son, have you ever seen your thoughts, the thoughts that you think? And he said, well, no, I haven't. He said, well, then you have an empty head. You have no thoughts at all. Well, yes, I do have thoughts, he replied, because I thought so I can talk. The father said, but I haven't seen your thoughts. Well, God is the same way. You and I cannot see him. I meet with him or I met with him even though you can't see him with your eyes. God is like your thoughts. The Bible says that God is the word. Son, what is the word of God? The word of God is thoughts clothed with vocabulary. Thoughts clothed with vocabulary. If God is thought or the word clothed with Chinese, then Chinese people understand God's thoughts. When God's thoughts are clothed with English, then American people understand. Son, I meet with God by reading scripture, the word of God. And God's thoughts touch my thoughts in an unseen realm. And I have conversation with the Heavenly Father through the word of God. Isn't that powerful? So the Bible says that God is spirit. And how can you explain the form of God? How do you explain the presence of God? He is invisible. You cannot touch God with your hands, 
but you can interact with him in the arena of your thoughts. His thoughts come to you through the word of God by his Holy Spirit, and that is where you meet with God. So if you do not renew your mind, then God cannot fully manifest himself to you. You've got to change your thinking. And many people are still living, even though they got born again, they're still living in their old minds, even after they come to Christ. And the old way of thinking is limiting them because God becomes limited by a person's wrong way of thinking. Think about it. God is holy, but he will not dwell in a polluted mind. Just like fish won't hang out in an old, smelly, stinky, polluted pond, or a bird fly in polluted air, renewing your mind causes your faith to rise up. And faith comes in cooperation with your thoughts, the thoughts that you choose to think. Remember, Romans 7, 10, 17 says, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So first you must hear through hearing the word of God, and it comes to your thoughts. And through your thinking life, the thoughts of God go into your spirit and produce faith. So without renewing your mind, you can't fully understand the word of God because it's a spiritual word to you. And without renewing your mind and hearing the word of God, you cannot have the kind of faith that pleases God, trust in God, and the spiritual growth that you need to move forward. So faith comes by hearing. And what do you hear? You hear the thoughts of God and the arena of your thinking engrafts God's thoughts and produces faith. So renewing your mind is so important. So how do we renew our minds? If, if that is so important to the Christian life and important to living the life as a believer, how do we renew our minds? Well, I've come up with about five things that I can think of in my walk with the Lord. You might want to jot these down steps to renewing your mind, because we need to practice this every day and exercise this every day. Number one, surrender your will to God every day. And you say, well, what does that have to do with my mind? If I surrender my will, what does it have to do with my mind? Well, when your life is surrendered to God, your thoughts have the right foundation to build upon. And that is the foundation of renewing your mind and Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means surrender everything, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can't know God's will until you surrender everything. Until you renew your mind, not being trans, uh, conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you can know what God's will is for your life. Why? Because now you can receive God's thoughts towards you. Amen. Proverbs 16, 3 says, commit your works to the Lord, and then your thoughts will be established. That's why I put this in here first. You've got to surrender all to him every day. When you wake up, get on your knees. I God, I surrender this day to you. Then your thoughts 
will be established. Do it in the bathroom if you have to. Get on your knees. God, I surrender this day to you. And I submit to you. I submit to you, Heavenly Father. I submit to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I submit to you, Holy Spirit. This day belongs to you. I surrender all to you. Now you've set in motion God's will for your life by doing that one simple thing, and your thoughts will be established. So first thing is surrender. The second one is, in steps to renewing your mind, is practice accepting or rejecting thoughts. Because you will have, every, you will have this happen every day, right? Be honest with yourself. Thoughts are coming in, and they're either coming from God towards you, or they're coming from the enemy towards you, suggestions, temptations, uh, according to your flesh. People, people's words, thoughts come in, and you have to accept that. This goes back to the managing, being the mayor of your mind. We have to accept and reject thoughts. One of the lies of the enemy is that we'd have no control over our thought life. Well, this, this thought that I'm tempting you with, the devil says, the enemy says, is so overwhelming, you have to think about it. You have to give in to it. And that's where the cross comes in. And Jesus says, oh, no, 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 no. It used to be that way, Mr. Believer or Miss Believer used to be under the control of the enemy, and all they could think about was darkness and sinning and had no control over their thought life. Then when they got born again, the transformation happened and started from the inside out, and the control was broken. And now we have the ability to choose again what we think and to accept or reject it. So, and listen, your mind, I speak it, Forth, your mind is off limits to the enemy in Jesus' name. You have been set free and you have the ability to choose in Jesus' name. Amen. God has also, the Bible says that God has given you the mind of Christ. Sometimes you have to just pray and put your hands on your head and pray over your mind and say, Mind, get healed. And you, I have the mind of Christ. I don't have a double mind. My, my mind is single and focused on Jesus. And sometimes, you know, if we walk by and we see it happening, you've got your hand on your forehead and you're praying over yourself, we'll know that you're, we know it's, we'll know what's going on. We'll know, we, we'll get it. We'll get it. So what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? It means that you have God's thoughts towards you. It means that you think the way that Jesus thinks in situations. You think the way Jesus thinks towards people in situations and, and also how you think about God. I have the mind of Christ, and my thought life is amazing now. Praise God, because I've surrendered my will to him. We accept God's thoughts towards us from the word of God, and we reject the suggestions of the enemy. And this, as I said, is a daily exercise of the believer. Believer, this is your daily practice to accept and reject thoughts. And practice it every day. In fact, you'll get so used to it, the enemy will come in with a suggestion, and you'll just say, out. Out. Before the thought came in, you're like, oh, wow. What's going on with that? And it's, you know, it's, you know, meditation, and it's going over and over. And if you let it in, and it's circling around in there for long enough, it will begin to move down to your will. And that's where sin happens. The thought to you is, the temptation to you is not the sin. 
But when it gets into your will and you start acting upon it, then it's moved into sin uh, territory. But if you practice catching it as, either before it comes in or you don't put yourself by, you know, if you have a problem with cookies, you don't put yourself next to the cookie jar, then you don't have to deal with those thoughts, right? But if a thought comes in and you're driving down the road and there's no cookies at all, but you just start thinking about cookies, <laughs> you just say, out, <laughs> out, devil, get out, in Jesus' name. There was a book uh, when I worked at the Christian bookstore called, uh, had a big picture of a banana split, and it said, Lord, help, the devil wants me fat. That was the title. <laughs> that was the title of the book. But uh, whatever suggestions coming in, you just kick it out, and it'll get so much, it'll, it'll, be, it'll become so much of a practice on your part that you won't even, sometimes you won't even know that you're doing it, but you're just saying, get out of here. Get out, 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 out. I got better things to, to do with my mind, and now I, now the Holy Spirit's in charge of this mind, and I'm partnering with him, and you're out of here. And I'm accepting good thoughts. Where are those celery sticks? Where are those carrots? Hallelujah. You replace the, the good thoughts, right? Amen. Amen. So, and with this of accepting and rejecting thought, we also pray and make it your prayer that God would protect your mind from evil suggestions from the enemy. God, we just thank you for your protection over our minds. God, we thank you for putting that guard over us that nothing will get in. Jesus, you said, pray that you won't enter into temptation. And so, we, God, we thank you for that protection over everyone's mind this week and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So accepting and rejecting thought. The third one is focus your mind on God. We all have the ability to choose what we focus on with our mind. Uh, some people will say, well, I can multitask. Yes, you may be able to multitask and have the washer going and the dishwasher going at the same time and while you're doing the bookkeeping, multitasking. But if you really think about it, all of us have to focus on one thing at a time. We have the ability to choose what we focus on. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we have to train our mind to focus and focus it on things that are above. Let's take a look at some scriptures with that. Colossians 3, 1 through 2. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, or Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on the earth. So that is an action of setting your mind or focusing your mind on things that are above. And then Romans 8, 5. Uh, I love this. Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. That goes back to what we are receiving. And if we are renewing our mind, then we are not a we're not living according to the, the flesh. We're living according to the Spirit of God. And then Philippians 4.8, you guys probably know this scripture well. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's, any, if, there's anything, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Set your mind, Philippians 4.8, set your mind on good things. And then Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is set or stayed on 
you, Lord God, because he trusts in you. So focus your mind and practice focusing your mind uh, on your thoughts may be traveling all over the place during the day, but you've got to train your mind. Mind, you can even slap your forehead a little bit. Mind, focus on God. If I see a red spot next week because you've been doing that so much during the week, then I'll, I'll know. Oh, praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. I see that. All right. Steps to renewing your mind. Number four, practice changing your mind toward faith in the moment. Practice changing your mind toward faith in the moment. I'll explain what I mean by that. In moments when, or or because of the fallen world that we live in, negative thoughts come, negative thoughts come, circumstances come your way that are negative, and we have to change our thinking in the moment. Now, a great example, can I hear an amen on that? So a great example of this is, do you remember the story when Peter was called by Jesus to, to go walk on the water? It was a dark, stormy night. The disciples see Jesus. They're frozen with fear. And Jesus says to Peter, don't be afraid. That was a word for all the disciples, but it was a word specifically for Peter in the moment. Hey, in the circumstance that you're finding yourself, you're finding yourself in right now, my specific word to you right now is do not be afraid. Direct word from Jesus to Peter. And so thinking they were seeing a ghost, Peter says, if you're Jesus, would you ask me to come to you right now? So Jesus told him, to, told Peter, come on out. And when Peter heard this command, this specific word to him, he immediately received the command of Jesus in his mind, and his thinking was renewed. It was renewed from the circumstance of the storm to he renewed his mind to the word, the word that was coming directly to him from Jesus. So practice changing your mind toward faith in the moment. Now, the last one is related to that one. And it is step number five, steps to renewing your mind. Think positive. Think positive. I got a funny story with this. A man became a monk, and he was allowed to say only two words every three years. Can you imagine that? And after the first three years, he said to the monk that was in charge, bad bed. Three years later, he came back to say, bad food. After three more years of silence, the monk said, no TV. Another three years passed, and this time the monk appeared with robes and sandals in hand and announced his two words, I quit. The monk in charge answered, it's no wonder you've done nothing but complain since you got here. (laughs) Choose to think positive. Think in terms of miracles. We serve a God of miracles, don't we? Train yourself to think that I serve a miracle-working God, and he's going to bring a miracle to this situation, just like he brought a miracle to other situations. Permeate your mind with a victory mindset. God never fails. And people will think you're strange because they'll see what you're going through, or they'll see what everyone's going through, and you're the one saying, hey, God, God's got this. God wins. He's got this. God is a big God. And sometimes I think our thoughts are so small 
and God says, would you just look outside the box? I'm out here and we can do, we can do a big thing here. We can do this bigger and better than what, what you're thinking. But we have to receive his thoughts. Don't he? Like he says, my thoughts are much, much grander than your thoughts, higher than your thoughts. So what do we have to do? We have to renew our mind and get out of our thinking and start thinking God's thoughts in the situation. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk.